What up, barflies across the multiverse? Tis I, hailing from the land of sake, shinobi, and samurai. The boy is Godzilla personified. Ain't no other name but this to go by. It's your boy, Jayhawk. And I'm here with two other of my hosts and friends. Um, I think I'm going to pass it off to the, the man, the myth, the legend. You saw him last episode. But here he is again with his actual official debut. Sparks, talk to him. Introduce yourself. What's good, y'all? I'm Ken Sparks. I'm new to the pod. Uh, just trying to be here and add a little bit of something movie-wise. I watch a lot of movies. I see at least one a week, and I love to talk about it. So um, just hoping that we can engage in those cinematic conversations. Awesome. As of right now, I have no AKAs, so they are soon to come. Awesome, awesome. AKA, and, no AKA. AKA, no AKA. Uh, last but not least... It's come. Yes. I also <laughs> am working on my AKA. But for now, I'm uh, Queen Cobb. QC, though. Um, I am the Queen Anti-Flex. I am your favorite support character with boundaries. I'm Sony's executive assistant with executive privileges. Um, and I am the video game Ventress. And I'm coming at you live from this place. <laughs> Two one. That I've always been. QC. Uh, Live from the six one zero. To address the elephant in the room, Big Dan is not with us tonight. He has uh, he's dealing with some stuff, some health stuff, but he'll be back uh, before you know it. And uh, literally before you know yeah. it. Yeah. So you know, we're just gonna jump right into it. Um, today or tonight, whenever you're watching this, we are speaking about the superhero genre are we tired of the superhero genre um i thought it would be great to start off with maybe mapping out how long the superhero genre has been a part of the i don't know the ether the mythos mm -hmm. um and then even maybe if it's gone through stages uh so i know for me starting off um and I mean, starting off from like this point and then going back, uh, I would say the MCU, DCEU, that whole, you, those whole universes has been going on for about 15 years now? Yeah, I would say about so. 15 years. 15 2000, years. 2008 is when. Like a more the modern? MCU, yeah, a more modern one where everything was kind of like connected, connected. before we knew everything was connected. Yeah. Tenet. Well, I mean, I think I think I want to even ask a question like beforehand, like before sure. we even make the assumption that like superheroes mean MCU or DCU, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think like a, a a good starting question would be like, well, what is a superhero, or what is a superhero genre, or a superhero film? Because a superhero is really just like a another word for a protagonist um, that you know saves the day. So what is a superhero genre? I would disagree. What, how do we sort of define it? I would it? disagree only because a superhero, by definition, is usually a superpowered being. I am a superpowered being, right? I mean, Batman I would disagree with that, standing. actually. Batman withstanding, I feel like yep. there is usually, and that is a whole nother argument for a whole nother day, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> superpowers or superheroes are usually uh 
enhanced beings. They have enhanced reflexes and or thought capacity, um, IQ, whatever it may be, uh, to the point that they are not the average person just caping about. Like, I would even say, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are not superhero movies. They're science fiction movies. Wait a minute. I don't know about that. I think they definitely are superhero movies. You would call them superheroes? For sure. Absolutely, because the science science fiction lasts about, oh, we got hit by the ooze. That's it. Like That's the end of the science. And science fiction doesn't mean that it's not a superhero film. I never said that. I never said that. But you said it's more like a science fiction. what's What's the distinction in your mind? The distinction in my mind is that... His distinction is it's a monopoly. He's thinking of two particular (laughs) companies and the monopoly they have over the genre. He's not thinking about what a superhero is. That's that's very... uh, That was a very loud assumption Mm -hmm. that you made. It's closed. (laughs) That was a a grandstanding assumption that you made. She started out with the finger. Right? (laughs) You know you're accusing somebody. So, Josh, do you distinguish... How do you sort of distinguish a superhero from a protagonist or protagonists that have uh, supernatural abilities? Sure. This is easy. And yeah. we can use anime. A protagonist is Shinji. A superhero is Sailor Moon. Hmm. Sailor Moon is for sure a superhero. I would agree. She's also a protagonist. I never said that they cannot, that they have yeah, to be mutually wait, exclusive. Those things aren't in conflict. <laughs> I'm, I'm so never sorry. Said I'm, that. So, I'm, I'm very, that's a very curious answer because what, what actually is the difference between Shinji and um, Sailor Moon? You mean besides I, the superpower be that she you, has? To be honest I mean, with you. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I think that it's, it's a character. It's literally his lack of confidence that m- disqualifies him from being a superhero. Like most superheroes, they don't like they are heading towards the danger. He seems to be like what's the phrase? Get in the robot, right? He always seems to be running away from the situation or super stressed out about the situation. Okay, even so- like superheroes who are kind of like, oh, uh, you know, I don't really want to be here. They do always end up running right towards the situation. Question so, I think it's literally a character thing with him that disqualifies him. I would disagree, but I would follow I that disagree. up with another question of Kick-Ass. The characters in Kick-Ass, are they superheroes or are they just vigilantes? Because I would call them just vigilantes. That's a very existential question for a superhero. I mean, Fair. Superhero, if we want to get that deep into it. <laughs> and, and we are not, but I, I just wonder, like, because on the question of, like, Shinji Ikari and Sailor Moon, they, they really aren't that much different in terms of, like, I think maybe the idea of a superhero is that it's not just about you. It's about way more people than you like typically right. like the world or a very large community and it's now your responsibility whether you like it or not or whether you took it upon yourself initially or not it's that a large amount of people that are presumably innocent are now your responsibility 
So even Shinji Ikari, who's someone who did not necessarily want to be in his situation, may not sort of flex the presentation of a superhero. He still was this... He In a way, superheroes are kind of like chosen by something, whether mm-hmm. it's their choice or not. And Shinji Ikari, just like Sailor Moon, were people that were chosen by something. You can be And a, how they sort of interpret it. Go ahead. You can be a hero because you save a bunch of people, but he had a certain skill set that he'd learned, and it was only operating a mech. Sailor Moon that legitimately he- transforms through powers given to her. But Sailor Moon is, she didn't earn that power. She didn't I never that. said that Shinji earned his saying, power, and he didn't have powers no, to earn. He earned a skill. So now he, in a way, gonna, he does power because he's a chosen. He's a chosen child. Every child, and that makes him a hero. Great. He is not a yes, superhero. He's he is super. He has this thing, this well, ability yeah. that not everybody can do. I'm mean, or th- or this privilege or this access to something that could save the masses or protect the masses that does make you a superhero. Nope. Right. And now I'm going to contradict myself because if Shinji's not a superhero, then Iron Man's not a superhero because they're they're doing the same fair. thing. They're operating a mech. Fair. Oh, so you, you agree with that? But we can I don't, agree. I don't we agree, with agree that, that Batman is a superhero, though. Right. But it's not unusual to say that Batman and Iron Man are superheroes. People won't necessarily, unless we get in this deep conversation like we are now, mm-hmm. when people say name a superhero, people would probably say Batman. And people right. would be like, yeah. And, too, Batman, and that Superman, is an argument for Spider-Man. I think that is an argument for it. That is a perfect argument. Spider-Man versus Batman. Spider-Man could be argued, and I think should be argued, that he is a superhero. Batman, he was a man with a lot of money and a lot of time. I mean, but I think that it depends on which... I think the thing that makes Batman a superhero, and this is going to be a little bit off, is he ain't right in the head. And because of that, it drives him to do... Like, yes, he has a lot of money, but a lot of people with a lot of money aren't jumping from building to building in the middle of punching people in the face. That's fair. Well... You sure about that? <laughs> I mean, maybe they operate in secret. I just don't know. Or they got they paying somebody to jump building from building and throw packages on random people's steps that's not ours, and then we don't get our package. That sounds personal. That sounds yeah. That sounds like a real specific <laughs> example. Easily... To bring us right, back, <laughs> if you want to define superhero genre, how long have we been in it? I feel like we've been in it for a while. I think the exposure to it has ramped up over the past definitely 15 years, but it could also be argued even longer than that. Um, like in film. In film. Like in yeah, I would say I would say mainly in film. I don't think yeah. I think there it there has been some spillover into uh, TV, but I mean definitely. it's been a long time since like Heroes, right? So. <laughs> Um, right. But even before that, because mm-hmm. I would say that the superhero genre uh, started with Superman, the movie, right? The very first Superman movie that was uh, that in was like the, the biggest. 70s? Yeah, in the seventies, sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember which decade it was. So, um, but I think it started with Superman. But just like a lot of things in genre. It took a while for that next step to be taken because I don't believe there was another superhero movie until Batman 89 after Mm -hmm. the Superman franchise ran its course. 
But in between I mean, there's that, Incredible Hulk. Like Hulk had a film like what in like the seventies or the eighties. Right. So so they well, would dabble with certain characters in the comic book universe and film. Well, not as often as they do now, but they did that mm-hmm. throughout this between the sixties and the the nineties. Yeah, what I would say to that is, I think that those were all TV movies. So, like, The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, there was a Fantastic Four movie, there was a Captain America movie. Uh, uh, Stan Lee and, and his company put out a lot of those characters, but they were all very much TV movies. I think The Hulk, I don't know this for a fact, but The Hulk is really the only one that launched off into, like, a series. Um, and then there was the Flash series from way back when, as well, that came out in the 90s. Um, so, yeah, so... Have, how long have we been in the superhero genre? I think that is fa- uh, fairly like a separate question than how long have super ma- superhero movies been around. I think the superhero genre honestly started with, um, I want to say Blade, mm-hmm. but it probably started with Batman 89 because Batman 89 came out and then there were four other Batmans in the 90s by themselves, or three other Batman movies in the 90s by themselves, and then you jump to uh, X-Men in 2000, and I believe Spider-Man in 2003, and they weren't connected, so we were in that superhero genre because we were anticipating and looking Mm -hmm. forward to those movies, and then Iron Man comes out. I know I'm skipping some movies. There's Daredevil. Let's not skip skip those Batmans, right, in the 90s. We can't, like, just... We cannot... Skip Mike yeah. Keaton and that. Yeah, and, but there are a big reason why we have the movies we have now. I think all of them are building blocks to where we are now. Um, and yeah. and I think that's why I said it. Like, let's talk about the breadth of the superhero genre, where it's like I think as you said earlier, like there's always been like little droplets along the way, but it's become a droplet to like somebody just like turning the faucet on and walking away, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> so yeah. And I, yeah. but I think that, I think that leads to the question of has it gone stale, and or um, I think the next question is like how has it changed throughout that time period? Because like when it was just droplets and being campy, you know, it was like oh like it's a fun little like superhero movie like we'll go it's whatever it's whatever, mm-hmm. and then. I would say, like, kind of like you said, the 89 Batman movie, I would think Batman in general has always had, like, a darker tone to it. So it's like, when it shows up, it's a more, I don't know, anticipated and it holds more weight um, for the audience members. I don't know. In film, I would say, yeah, for sure. The first two Burton movies definitely had a darker tone to it. When... uh, I forget what his name is. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. But when it came to Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, it was actually emulating uh, the 89, the, uh, not the 89. Clayton? The, the, George? The, what's the, his name? The 60s. No, not George Clayton. Um, oh, uh, George Clooney? Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney movie. And the previous one with uh, Val Kilmer. Mm. Like They yeah. embraced the more silly side of Batman, which I know this is not a diatribe about Batman, but... Um, I would agree that there were droplets. Someone turned on that faucet, and that faucet was the MCU because that was the only time when we were getting back to back to back to back to back movies. But the difference. So, are you was, saying that? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Was yeah. the so was the catalyst of that 
full because obviously now we're at a point where a superhero film within the context of popular companies such as um dc marvel um as being like sort of like the top two at least Mm -hmm. are like creating a lot of media surrounding some popular um superheroes throughout throughout the history yeah so you're saying that what sort of marvel film so you said mcu was sort of like what turned that faucet all the way on right yeah um was there a particular film because my thought is that from basic from what i remember mm-hmm. the transition from the batman movies that i saw or even some of the x-men and you know fantastic four like from the early 2000s they felt very like cheesy in a way almost like the characters were just in cosplay, just acting out. The acting didn't have to be that good. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of like seeing your favorite character from a cartoon or from a comic book being put in live action. Yeah. And we already know how good that can get. But I feel like the transition where we really began to see the quality of superhero films, I feel like that really began with The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, when we really saw the transition or like the sort of like conflation almost of you're wearing the costume, but there's also this drama added to it or like yeah. tragedy and violence that didn't make it feel like cartoony. Right. And I know that the, the DC universe has always been very a lot darker than MCU, but from what I remember, it felt like it was the dark night in terms of like the popularity contest on what, or even like the Batman series really, mm-hmm. Um, in live action, which really like set that forward. Um, but you said it's not, it, you felt like it was sort of like MCU, but where in the MCU did you feel like that faucet was like? So I think it started with the first movie. The first movie, the post credit scene is Nick Fury uh, coming up to uh, Tony Stark after, after the movie, of course, the post credit scene. It's Iron um, Man? Yeah, Iron Man, because Nick Fury said, you think you're the only one? And then what happened there is that created an expectation that things will be connected. That expectation yeah. never existed before that never existed before in the uh, fans expectations of, of no fans expectations of superhero movies, because before mm. that there was no crossover mm. ever. Spider-Man was in his own universe. X-Men were over here. They were. Uh, and, and the reason for that is uh, they were sold off by Marvel mm-hmm. in the, Late '90s, uh, Marvel because they were going into bankruptcy. Marvel sold off Spider-Man and every Spider-Man character to Sony, uh, and they sold X-Men and Fantastic Four to Fox. So there was never going to be any crossover because those companies were never going to work together. Um, So what the MCU did, which is really um, a miracle in and of itself, is that they took a bunch of lesser-known characters. And they made them popular. Iron Man was known by comic book fans, but he was not known to the general public. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Cap. I think Cap was probably a little bit more known than any of the other ones. Same thing with Thor. Even if you knew their names and you you could like recognize them on like a piece of art, every the difference is everybody knows how Batman became Batman. Everybody knows Spider-Man got bit by a radio spider. Same thing with mutants. The general public didn't know any of these people that the MC was putting forward, except for probably the Hulk, because there was a TV show. Um, any of these people that so wait, uh, were put forward. So, 
So let's yeah. think about where we are now. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there were like the, the seeds that were planted with Marvel, with DC, and we can sort of think about sort of like the high flyers or, or I mean, we can think of some of the the seeds that were planted from years ago, years and yeah. years ago. And we can also think of maybe some of the more modern seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're clearly at a, a, we're in a very, very different moment now where Marvel films in a year, there's like at least three. And maybe that right. may be, I may be like under, you know, <laughs> like, I don't no, know how you're many about, Marvel films. You're right. I think that's a pretty good yeah. guess. We're, we're, <laughs> Yeah, yeah like how, right. we're in June right now, and how many? Like, we're at a point now where where MCU is already determining at the beginning of the year how many Marvel films will come out that year. Right. That's unheard of. Like that's unheard of. Um, in at least film, where you can tell me in January, almost mm. like it's a budget, how many films will be coming out this well, year. I, that is wild to me because that det- that shows how much money you actually have to front. Yeah. And how much money you have in the works and how much media you have in the works. But I've never ever heard of a film series being able to tell you at the beginning of the year, or even the prior year, how many films are projected to come out the next year. So we're clearly yeah. in a very different time than we were 15 years ago with the release of not just Marvel films or superhero films, but even superhero shows, right? superhero games. Well, yeah. so, you know, like... It's different. It is different, and I think going back to like that faucet being turned on, they turned it on and they did it in such a way where it was, you know, I think, and Ken, I'm sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I mm-hmm. when somebody like Disney and or Marvel does something like that and they like they're like, oh, we have a phase one, we have a phase two, it's like I'm sure right. that was like a very well calculated thing and kind of might have been a hell mayor of like we're gonna try this thing. And if it works, cool, we'll ride this wave. I don't think right. who knew. I don't think anybody knew that the wave would become a tsunami. But they were like, we, we might get a little, we might get a little something, something from it. But like, it grew into such a thing that it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna milk this cow until it falls over. Um, and coming back to the, the the question, is the cow close to falling over? So that is our question for this podcast. And I think that it's a very, very nuanced question because I don't have a direct answer for you when it comes to that. So here are my thoughts when it comes to what you're kind of alluding to with superhero fatigue. I don't necessarily agree, although I'm conflicted on this, Mm -hmm. that there is a such thing as superhero fatigue. And the reason why I feel that way is because there's no such thing as drama fatigue there's no such thing as horror movie fatigue there's no such thing as um action movie fatigue what there is a such thing as is bad movie fatigue Mm. if the movies are good nobody cares how many yeah if the movies are good nobody cares how many they are right so that's kind of i mean maybe that's a good argument yeah so the, but are they good? So are they good that, though? That's completely subjective. I can't answer that question for you. Yo, Marvel movies at a point, Disney, and I hate to just pick on Disney. I always mm-hmm. preface by saying that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sparks, but Disney movies, even if they're 
even if the general population across the board says that joint wasn't that good, that joint was trash, they're still grossing like 700 mil. Right. So, so even, right. even for like Marvel films, Disney films that we have agreed somehow that are not that good, mm-hmm. it's not quite reflecting that way when it comes to revenue. So, so, so when will it, we, will, it'll really be fatigued when we start to see the revenue of these films suffer because what, if it was truly fatigued, people wouldn't be going to see these movies and these movies wouldn't make as much, make as much. But if we're, but it's almost like the baseline is like 700 mil or like 500 mm. mil. So I was, and I it's think, kind of like, how do we actually know that people are fatigued? So from I was about to say, I was about to say that, mm-hmm. um, speaking of, specifically because of the era that we're in mcu and dceu uh mm-hmm. there came a point and i think it was around phase two or three whenever black panther around the time black panther came out that's um, phase three yeah phase three it got to mm-hmm. a point where it was like eh, it was okay for an mcu film but what did that mean MCU had changed the way we looked at superhero movies, uh, at least as a connected universe. Because to Cobb's point, um, the Nolan trilogy was amazing. And I think everybody can agree, like, that was, like, really awesome. Uh, But then when you had the MCU coming out with a very lighter tone, it was like, oh, like, that was, like, really good. And then you had the Avengers movie. That was like really good. And I feel like they came with a quality to the the superhero genre for them that after a certain point, you expected at least nothing less than this bar. And so even if the movie you got, you got accustomed to having a very good meal, like, oh snap, this is chicken Alfredo. This chicken Alfredo is really dope. And you just kept getting chicken Alfredo that was like really dope until you got used to the chicken Alfredo that you kept getting. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it was it was good for this chicken Alfredo. Sure, like it wasn't a bad chicken Alfredo. It wasn't horrible. Like we've we've had horrible then, movies before. So let me just say there are so many things I disagree with you on there. Um, one, uh, phase three universal. It's not me. Finally. <laughs> Phase three universally is recognized as the best phase of the MCU. That's when it really hit its stride. What it's, year was that? That was, uh, man, I want to say. Or 20, what, what, what series of films were that? So the, I believe that started off with Civil War. And then we had Black Panther, um, Guardians Volume 2. Uh, we had Endgame, Infinity War. Uh, I believe we had Ant-Man 2, because Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie, ended Phase 2. Phase 2, which was not really liked in the beginning, because it started off with Iron Man 3 and Thor 2, which, which were two. the worst movies, right? Oh, yeah, Phase 3 is also Doctor Strange. Thor. So, yeah, so you start introducing Doctor Strange, Black Panther, all the the central players that would really make an impact going forward. And phase three is when Spider-Man came out. Sure. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So, so phase three, Spider-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Civil War, Endgame, sure. Infinity War. I'm saying... Phase three I, is... Yeah. My, my argument is less on when it started, 
my argument is that it there came a point where people got accustomed to a certain level of superhero movies and then right there was a point where it was like yeah it was cool for a marvel film like but it wasn't the yeah, same I've... like uh emotional reaction to something and maybe that is very subjective i think that that happened after endgame after mm-hmm. endgame was when the yeah it's, it's fine you know what i mean mm-hmm. so after endgame we started for black widow you start with we have shang chi which was phenomenal in my opinion uh, you have Multiverse of Matt, all the recent, very recent ones, because you have to remember, we skipped a year because of the pandemic, which I actually think was a good thing for the MCU, because they were going to go right into phase four, right after um, Spider-Man, what was it, uh, Far From Home, which was the epilogue to the uh, the first phase, or mm-hmm. the, no, I'm sorry, the third phase, but the first, the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. right? So right after that, that's when you had why are you doing Black Widow? She's one, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Two, this movie takes place directly after Civil War. Like what what is like how does it how does this impact the plot? Mm-hmm. And the only way it impacted the the larger plot was it introduces Yelena. But right. that could have been done in any way. Right. Any kind of I actually liked the Black Widow movie. But it was it was a very much like, why are we doing Why do this? we care? Right. But the the revenue reflects differently, right? Because it just shows that, like, and I think, like, connecting, making this a universe is actually, like, kind of smart because Mm -hmm. it makes fans and viewers that are already invested. And I think that the reason why I'm not so invested into MCU is because I haven't seen many of them and I didn't have that pressure, that external pressure to watch the next one. Oh, I see this character and now they're about to have their own film. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should see that film. Is yeah. like it's this pressure that you have to continue with the universe and you have to sort of mm-hmm. commit because why not? Um, it's all connected. Yeah. Who knows what they'll do next? And it's kind of like a almost like a trap. And all these films, even the ones that we say are so bad or are not that great, yeah, they may not make a billion dollars like mm-hmm. some of the the high flyers do, but they still make a lot of money, which reflects that a lot of people are talking about it and seeing it. So I think it's like the question of like, has it gone stale or mm-hmm. are we tired of it? I'm wondering like, what indication do we have that we're actually exhausted with superhero films? Because I don't see a financial um, indication that we're tired of um, or we're at least fed up with um, superhero like films mm-hmm. because we see it in many different mediums comic books obviously the this had some strange impact on the distribution or the creation of comics Mm -hmm. which was at one point the source material and in some ways it still is um video games television yeah you know like how much would disney plus exist (laughs) would disney plus be as popular if mcu was not as big as it was probably not right at all so we see like television movies who knows what other kind of media, just merchandise, merchandise. Mm. like what indication do we have a, that people are actually tired? Is, yeah. I have two things, right? I, also have I think that there's a difference between the financial success that it's having and whether or not people are continuing to enjoy it. And here's the reason why I say that. 
I believe that the reason why people are still spending money on it is hope, right? And the reason why I say that is because the MCU has built a track record track record in a resume to say, man, like phase three, bangers, like straight through. People have debates about Captain Marvel. Um, I won't get into that because people are toxic. Um, but there was a very um, big incline in the quality. So now it's almost like you're watching. Uh, so let's say that it's the same person who follows Barto, right? And they're like, follows Bar- what? And they're like, man, I love Naruto so much. Let me, I, I want to watch Barto. And the person like that. like me, I, I watched it. I was watching it. The person who was like me was like, man, I don't like this as much, but I still love seeing Naruto. I still love seeing Hinata. Oh, it's cool to see uh, uh, all the older characters just be around. So in a lot of ways, it's kind of like this, um, this hope that things will get better. And it's kind of like you're you're kind of building off of um, the cachet that you've built before, right? So when we will see the decline, as you're um, when when we see the actual fatigue, is like you mentioned when the numbers start going down. I have one last thing to add to that. Well, just like it, it quickly, I'm mm, not saying that that's not, that financials yeah. are necessarily the line for determining mm-hmm. if people are tired of it. I think yeah. that it's just a very easy one because it's objective and it can be seen. Sure. But what it sounds like and what I've said before is that this relationship and this hope that we have for MCU and all these other, it, it sounds like an abusive relationship because I can't really think of many forms of media where people continue to watch it or engage with it with the hope that it'll be better. It's so easy to check out of the things that we had, that we once enjoyed. But I feel Mm -hmm. like MCU is a big one where it's like, you know, I'm going to watch it because why not? It might not be that good, or I don't think it's going to be that good, but I'm going to watch it anyway. It really just shows how pervasive like Disney and Marvel are to a point where people are watching it, not even for enjoyment. Right, it's not even. It doesn't sound like it's for enjoyment. I if it's if you're watching something out of hope that it'll yeah. be the way that it once was, that mm-hmm. is a waste of your time. Right, that sounds wasteful. That sounds abusive. That sounds manipulative. You never watched a movie that Disney's you part? just like put on in the background, though. Is that what you're saying that these films are like? Marvel has become I, that for y'all. I don't. That's I don't why Marvel. That. That's why Marvel films. Some of the worst Marvel films make five hundred million dollars. Because background. Wait, but you I also, don't, but you also I don't agree said that, that so, you also said that yeah. money is not the the end all be all. I didn't, it doesn't have to be the defining. Sure. It doesn't have to be the defining reason. But I'm saying mm-hmm. that I'm saying that it sounds like people are if this if this this idea that a lot of people are still investing into these films because of the hope that it will continue to be good or it may be the way that it was when it was the best. That mm-hmm. sounds, when it comes to media, it sounds a bit So here's why rare. I disagree with you. Here's why I disagree Go with you. Go ahead. The thing that a lot of people, and I'm not talking about you, Kyle, the thing that a lot of people forget about the media that they consume is that it is a choice. You do not have to continue if you don't want to. Unfortunately, you make people... it sound like it's not. You make it sound like it's not a choice. Who makes it sound like how, it's not how a so? choice? Sparks. You're how saying so? that people are watching it with this idea of hope. That right. doesn't sound that sounds like 
you're hanging on to something. But you have the choice to no, sound... let go. But that's but that is but that hope that you have is based on versus you. evidence that it's not versus like it's like yo, I'm continuing to like to engage with this media because I hope that it will get better. That sounds like some strange, like, trash. Meaning you're willing to watch something that is bad. Even after you watch something bad, you're willing to continue on with the hope that the next one will be better. That sounds like an abusive relationship. Sure, and even in an abusive relationship, and this is not like... The, the, I, go ahead, get us canceled. Right. Go ahead and get us canceled. Here's the thing, Here's the thing. and yeah. I think I think Sparks has a good point where it's like you can always choose to be like, you know what? I think I I am done with this, and I'm walking away from it. Mm-hmm. That is the the same choice that you'd be like, you know what? I'll watch it again. Fine, it don't matter. It's only it's only X amount of I'm dollars. Is the, the same choice that you have to be like Marvel? I won't watch it. The- the worst Marvel has gotten to the... a point where you are you people cannot opt out. You and Dan have said it that it's at a point where you're so far in, it's it's almost diff- it's painful to even and say you, I didn't see you can't that. It's say almost me and you Dan have... because we are in a very different, di- very different demographic than other folks. Yeah. Just being I, on this I, and, <laughs> and look at the look the worst films. You know everybody hates Black Widow, but Black Widow make made four hundred mil. Well, and people probably that. knew that Black Widow wouldn't be that. People probably agreed that Black, like you said, Black Widow. Why do we need this? Right. Why do we want this? Yet typical dramas and comedies and horrors wish to make um four hundred mil. Yet this film that you were already questioning while it was being advertised still made so much money. And and again, that doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of it. But that mm-hmm. reflects that people are still willing to see and spend money on something that they were already questioning why well, this should even exist. And they even vote as something that wasn't that great. People, Black Widow is not rated very well by the fans, yet it has made such a substantial amount that how do we show Disney or or Marvel that it's like, we don't bang with this? I, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't, I, I'm not sure. Go ahead. I believe a lot of the stuff that you said is very subject- subjective. Of like, course. I no, uh, yeah, of course. Um I don't think Black Widow is a bad movie. I just don't think it was necessary. There are so many movies that are not necessary that it I wasn't really bad, enjoyed. But it wasn't necessary. Yeah. I will be seeing The Fast and the Furious 10. Is it necessary? Of course, Absolutely Fast and the Furious and MCU not. are the same thing. They are the same yeah, thing. They get there's you genre films that world. have it's a it's like world building where you're mm-hmm. in the world already. You must continue because I'm already in. I disagree. I'm already in. I already know these characters. Right. Only because many I, people don't opt out of Fast and Furious. A I've lot of people out. continue to watch Fast and Furious because why not? So let me ask you this, cop. I don't like questions. Anytime that someone has once enjoyed something, but then enjoys it a little less as it goes on, but continues to participate that is a the company's fault that's putting it out and b it's abusive for them to continue putting out even though individuals are saying they don't like it or i mean which is subjective like i said i can't do like if if i'm a company right and i'm not trying to take it for companies but if i'm selling something and people are buying it i'm not going to stop selling it 
plain and simple. Exactly. Yeah. Because capitalism, right? Yeah, but also Kingdom because... Kingdom Hearts is a perfect example. Kingdom also, Hearts is playing off of our nostalgia mm-hmm. and what it has done for us as children. They continue to play upon that and continue to release games that are subpar. And they continue to rope us in because of the emotional and psychological ties that we have to Kingdom Hearts 1. So wait, are you That is the only reason why... I'm I'm tired of Kingdom Hearts being bad, yet I'm still gonna buy. Aha! Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. but, th- but that's my point. That's my point. There's no it's superhero not, fatigue. Almost, There's bad like movie fatigue. Non-cons- it's almost like it's non-consensual. You're but playing the upon is, something. No, no, no. So are we? Here, here, if we're continuing to, if we're if we're con- continuing to engage and invest, here's what, what we. How how are we? Because saying, here's, a, here's another thing, and this is what I wanted to say a few minutes ago. Another thing is, it it also comes down to like it's not we're we're talking about the MCU and DCEU, but there are other superhero mm-hmm. things out there. Like Invincible sure. is a thing, right? The sure. uh, M Night Shyamalan, the boy, Glass, uh, M Night Shyamalan, Glass, Unbreakable, Gosh. Split. Like those are yeah. great. Right, Split was amazing. Um, but like these are things that exist out in the in the universe as it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I. I agree that I don't think that we are fatigued with superheroes per se, because when a good story comes along, a good story is picked up and a good story is watched. Right. Now, the fact that we're harping and zoning in and zeroing in on the MCU, I think that's a different that's fair. a different conversation altogether. Yes. Exactly. And to continue off of that, I don't know if we're dating these podcasts or what have you, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out in two days. If it is great, then this whole fatigue thing goes away. If it's bad, then the na- the, the narrative continues. It's very That's, temperamental. That is an abusive relationship. It's called the hunt. It's, it is an abusive relationship. You do something terrible. You do something you do something absolutely awful. You mm-hmm. destroy you kind of you you impact the relationship. Then you do something great and the person is back in. Sure. So- Right, what it, it, it sounds abusive. Is that all you're saying? My point is that, like, so no, I'm just saying, no, no, yes, that's what I'm saying is that the relationship between MCU and the fans is very special because they have y'all since what, oh eight, whatever. Whenever Iron Man came out, even mm-hmm. before, even it even predates Iron Man. Even for people that were excited about the television shows, other random movies, the characters that they've seen before, like. It's such a deep and pervasive relationship that it almost feels like people are locked in and they feel like they're missing something if they don't see the next one. That doesn't sound... Yes, you have a choice to not do it, but it kind of sounds like you're kind of like under some like imperious spell or something. I don't think that <laughs> we are highlighting enough how much of a choice it really is. It's the same thing as people who say... Now I got to get all these streaming services because blah, 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 blah. it's just like cables. Like the difference is you can cancel this anytime and you can choose what you want to do. The, the, the illusion that you have no choice is an illusion. You have a choice. I do this is not. This a bit existential. Yeah, yeah. I do not subscribe <laughs> to the idea that grown adult males and females and they's and thems and everyone in between don't have a choice of what they're... So, for example, I saw all three Hunger Games movies. I said all three because there's a fourth. 
I didn't care. So I stopped watching it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Maze Maze Runner came out. I watched the first two. I didn't watch anything after that because I I don't care. Right. So we have to think about the fandom, yo. the fandom when someone you there's a there's a difference between like watching a film for enjoyment. Like, hey, like I'm watching Hunger Games because people said that that was a good film. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch the first one. Oh, I like the first one. I'm watching the second one. Okay, the second one was good, too. I watched the third one. Oh, wait. Yeah, I wasn't really banging with that. The fourth one comes out. Not really interested. But when you're already kind of invested into the. It's like a different level of investment. I feel like when you get to this point where you but I was feel like you need though. to watch it. I think I was so you invested. Just opted out. You yeah, just I just opted, opted out. out. I just didn't. I didn't why? care. I stopped caring. Why? How do you? How, what caused you to stop caring? Because what? It what just wasn't my flavor. It, uh, yeah. I yeah. I, I did not care about it. You're anymore. invested in just randomly. You just stop. Well, caring? here's another thing. I, yeah. Is that, is that oh, what investment means? Thing. I read all three Hunger Games books and I then saw the movies. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that there was a fourth book coming out, I actually I actually remember reading the third book and being like, she's I feel like it's fallen off. And so when I saw that the fourth book was coming, I was like, eh, I don't think I need to do it. I've read my story. Right. Kind of like the same thing with Naruto. I've I've gone through the filler apps. I've put in my time with Naruto. I personally do not need to see Boruto. Even though the fights that they show on Facebook and whatnot look amazing, they're animated. I, they yeah. do they look, look great, amazing. but I'm just like, yeah. eh, I don't know if it's worth me sloshing through another 100 and some odd episodes. And I don't know if it's yeah, worth that's... me sloshing through another 120 minutes of a prequel of a series that I already finished and put the time in. Like, I'm fine yeah. with that. I think, uh, I think that... the biggest thing is you talk about the fandom. And the fandom size of the Hunger Games versus the fandom size of Marvel superheroes very different, like huge difference. difference. So off of that alone, you're going to make numbers because now the fandom actually has money to put behind it as well. (laughs) So it's like it's it's a different it's a it's a very different scale that we're talking about so like yeah but they only make hundred million I, dollars no that's not a, nobody's gonna it's at a point where that's thing. not even a, like you like the drop-off has to be so significant that i don't know if it'll it's questionable if it will ever get to that point just because of the number of people and be, to to sparks uh point you might get a dud every now and again, but like when you hit what dud? Name a you, d- what is considered the dud? Thor Let me ask three? you, what is considered was like it Thor the, three or Thor, Thor two? Three. Thor love and thunder Thor two? was terrible. Oh, Thor two was considered a dud. Thor two with uh, Iron Man one. three was considered a dud. Right. However, depending that's depending on who you ask. Thor two. Yeah. Thor the Dark World and yeah. maybe again I'm, I'm being I'm being honest with you that like I know for sure and I'll preface by saying that box office and revenue does not necessarily make a film good or Never. bad right because yeah. we've seen uh, we've seen films that have hit the negative dollars <laughs> and I do not sure. understand why but I'm saying but but the idea is that the very least that like revenue can show mm-hmm. is that people are going to see it right it doesn't necessarily mean it's good doesn't mean that it's bad it just means that people are invested enough or interested Mm -hmm. enough to be able to spend money on it 
right? right? So if we if we look at a film like Thor: The Dark World, which cost about two hundred dollars, two hundred million dollars to make, and made six hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And then what came after Thor? What come? What came after The Dark World? I don't know uh, if. I don't what, know if what Iron Man three. Thor... Uh, no, Iron Man three was the first thing. What was the next Thor? What was the next Thor? Was there a oh, Thor next, movie after the, the Dark next World? Thor movie? Was um, uh, Ragnarok, which uh, is universally loved. Right. So it's like base. So it's like even after a film that is considered a dud that mm-hmm. made six hundred and what fifty million dollars, the next one comes out. Which typically speaking, if you if 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 there is a film that comes out that is absolutely trash, there's gonna be a lot of like skepticism. About yeah. the next one, we're, right? We're, yeah. Um, obviously marketing, but then we have a film that spent as much to make it and made eight hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it really, it's really like confusing to me because it's like if Kingdom Hearts three is bad, right. and I'm using Kingdom Hearts as an example. I'm just picking on Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts three was terrible, unfortunately. Um, and then Kingdom Hearts four, their previous Kingdom Hearts four, I'm gonna be a bit nervous. Right, I'm gonna yeah. wonder. Wait, should I invest in this? Just like y'all were saying about the Hunger Games, I feel like it's falling off. I'm not gonna invest in this next one mm-hmm. based off of what I read about the present one. That yeah. is typical, right? Yet we have, and obviously marketing plays a part, right? Things like that. But if mm-hmm. we have a film that is considered a dud being followed up by a film that I'm looking at made eight hundred and fifty-five million dollars, what's mm-hmm. happening? It's much more than marketing. It's also yeah, the, sure. Um, the what is it the fact that there are so many other things like the fact that not for nothing this podcast exists or like you think of like new rock stars like people are making livelihoods off of this that's one Mm -hmm. two the level of scrutiny that goes into each movie of like oh who's directing it oh taika white white tt is directing it oh okay like i like like his work let me like look into it right like there there are levels to it and there are different things that will draw somebody back to maybe they were like on that precipice of mm-hmm. being like you know what i don't know and then they're like oh snap but like taika though so like let, let me... me also say in particular with the mcu you'll see something that you rarely see elsewhere unless you're talking about something like kingdom hearts the movie might be bad i love thor the character the character mm-hmm. him I want to see him in things, and I want to see him be awesome. If the movie's bad around him, eh. when he's in Avengers, oh, Thor's here! Like, it, there's a very, it's very interesting for the MCU specifically. They can be in bad individual movies, but also be good characters. I've seen a lot. So we, I guess, we probably shouldn't get into Star Wars, but my whole no, thing, we cannot. Star Wars uh, is very unique. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Well, here, let, let me just say, let me just say, let me just say one specific thing about the sequel series. For me, all the like characters, the, the one, the newer seven, sequel eight, ones, yeah, from, seven, from the seven eight, nine, six, outside yeah. of the like seven. Wait, yes, seven, eight, nine, the one yeah. from the early. No, seven, eight, nine, like nine, late nineties. Oh, Ray Skywalker. Oh, and, the new ones, yes. like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's seven, eight, nine. Um. For me, personally, all the characters are dope. The story surrounding them and how they used it, not good. Mm. Uh, so there's a 
but do I want to see when the Ray movie was announced? I was like, oh my God, why are they doing a Ray movie? It has nothing to do with Ray. It has everything to do with my confidence in them being able to make a good movie around Ray and not do weird things with her. So the character, the actress, the 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 costume design, everything about Ray, I'm all for. It's a story that that's a problem. And the same thing you'll find in comic books themselves. There are a lot of characters that are great with a lot of bad stories. Mm-hmm. Not every Batman like, story is good, but you'll come but back because like I those, love Batman. Right. It's exploitative, yeah. right? It's, it, it is inherently exploitative where it's like, I love my mom, so I will continue... Because I love my mom, I will continue to deal with my mom's nonsense because fundamentally I love my mom. Wait, wait, are there more... Not exactly. You just said it. You just said it. You just said that it's like, yo, the characters are dope and I love Ray, but the story isn't that great. So you continue to invest in the story, hoping that it'll get better because you love Ray. No, hold on, so hold it's on, like hold on. It, it's 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 exploitative, so keep... and a lot of series do it is because I can make the story trash, but I know you love Iron Man. I know you want to see Tony here's Stark. The, here's my one well, that's, question. That's, this is a question mm-hmm. for Spark. It's exploitative. This, this is a question for Sparks, and maybe QC, maybe you know the mm-hmm. ratio of duds to hits, especially. If we're talking about the MCU, because that's where this conversation has gone. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think the ratio of duds to hits is? Because I think that's another reason as to why you're still seeing this recurring revenue. I'm going to go to my letterbox. You can't even compare it. Yeah, I'm going to go to my letterbox real quick. We talk about like... I have all of them ranked. (laughs) <laughs> you talk about I'm all sure, these I'm sure most but but that's the thing like you're talking about like this being like an abusive relationship or is it just a relationship where like hey he forgot to I don't know do X Y and Z that one time all right here's I'm gonna my... deal with that but next here, time he'll do better here here's my uh my question to you. You, Cobb. um let's say that your favorite musical artist right they're putting out good albums. They put out a bad album. From what you're telling me, it would be abusive for him to put out another album. Well, it'd be abusive him for him or her okay. for, to expect you to. It buy would be it. like, oh, you because you love my old stuff, like, and and because you like you didn't like this, it, despite that. Listen, or if I put out or something, there might just be some bad yeah, songs on that point. one album. Right, that's a good point. No, I love that point because it kind of like counters it kind of like it does kind of like make me confront something that i said in the sense Mm -hmm. that it's like hey if my favorite band came out with an album that i didn't think was that good and then they had another album coming out after i would probably Mm -hmm. tune into that album because right right, out of hope right out of hope that it's like all right maybe this album just wasn't for me or maybe it wasn't just maybe i'm just not feeling this particular sound that they went Mm -hmm. right um but how long will I deal with these inconsistencies before I say, "Yo, I don't know what they're doing"? Now, here's right? The I thing. think that it's a question of. Mm. I think it's a question of like length, mm. right? Giving how many more? How many MC Universe films have came out in the last? Like, how many has it been so far since like what Iron Man? Like what thirty? I want to say three. Three. Thirty. Thirty-one. 31. I'm right. sure that y'all will say as fans that are already indoctrinated that most more of them were good than they were bad. 
Sure. Yeah. If but if the question is, if the question coming up is about, um, uh, exhaustion, mm-hmm. then that, what is, what is it that like prompts the question of, are we fatigued by, um, superhero films? Because the only reason why the question of superhero fatigue, superhero fatigue, the question of superhero fatigue would only come up if you are beginning to feel fatigued. So if these films are, if there's more good films and there are bad films, where's the fatigue coming from? Is there actually fatigue with y'all as so, people that, that watch these I think films? this goes back to our statement of like the faucet being turned on where it's like, right. we not only, not only are there more superhero films being made, they're dropping at an, at a rate that they have not dropped at before. What do you mean dropping? Like there's too many? Releasing, yeah. They're releasing. But if they're good, like like Spark said earlier, if they're good, if they're good, nobody cares. Then that's not a problem. Well, hold on. Going back yeah. to your so going back to your favorite album or your favorite artist, if your artist is dropping, went from dropping one every four years to one every other month. And like mm-hmm. if they're good and the first two are good, the third one is bad, the fourth one is fire. What's what are you doing with that fifth one? Are you going to come in? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna buy it? Exactly. Probably. So, so the the thing that I think Josh is alluding to is that I lost my train of thought. There it is. It's gone and it's coming back. The thing that Josh is alluding to is that it. I don't believe it's abusive to for an artist to continue to try to put out things, even though their audience didn't like the last thing that they put out. I think abusive. Is, I, you know what I think. You know what I think is abusive um, in terms of uh, film is when it's universally panned and they keep putting it out. As of right now, nothing in Marvel is universally panned. I, I, I can't say nothing. Very few things are universally pan, panned. And what I think the issue is. I mean, that would be depending on how Marvel determines what is successful and what's not. No, I mean, which like... Is probably money. I, I don't mean money. I mean... Um, but maybe that's how they I, determine success. Yeah, for them. But for... There's been no box... There's been no box office flops for Marvel. So uh, my question for, for them would be, like, how do they determine if something is is bad? If it doesn't make... No, that, no, yeah. no way. Because if I make a film that is considered absolutely terrible and I spent fifty million dollars and make it, but it makes six hundred million, it doesn't matter what people have to say about it. That is in, in, in a business sense. In a business sense, sure. But but that's how they what make. you do. What because you do. They... What you do in that in that uh, case is that it's not that you stop putting them out. It's that you make them better. Yeah, people didn't like this movie. It did make a lot of money, but in order for me to continue to have people spend money, it has to get it has to be good. The, but the, how do you know? How do they know how to make it better if they because we complain about it? it. <laughs> yeah, because if we, we complain, complain about, about it, it, then they're like, ah, let's not do I don't that. Feel like that's, because when we did what, that, what I don't feel like that's how capitalism. I don't know if that's how capitalism and making money so, works. So, I feel so, like it's seen in cash, not in like, oh, I think. Hear me out. Go ahead. I make a bad movie. It only makes six hundred million dollars. Ah, only. Hey, but we're t- we're talking scale here, right? We're talking about relative to. That's, that's, that's good for we're, we're scaling. We're scaling. So that's pretty good for Disney. Six hundred million. I made four hundred million. Three hundred million. Uh, 
Three hundred mil. Right, maybe that's I like made three hundred mil on this movie that it took me one fifty to make. Okay, darn, not a great look. Could have been, could have done better. No. All right, I look at the web because the web is eternal, and I'm hearing and is seeing. Is Disney looking at the web? Huh? Yes, absolutely. Is Disney looking at the web? Bro, why, why are you trying to be like this? You know social media is a thing. You know the social networks are a thing. People, are, That's where people are talking. They're talking on YouTube. They're talking on Facebook. It's word of mouth at the water cooler. You hear it from your, mm -hmm. your wife's sister's best friend's uncle's child that they did not I like a certain thing. So mm -hmm. I said Disney, that, not beyond, you and I. that beyond, I make a bad movie. I hear how if Disney was listening to the web, maybe they wouldn't have have released these films that y'all are now saying. Why did we are you need done? It? Or are you finished? Because I was right? like in the middle of something. <laughs> I'm sorry. I so, so I make a bad film. I hear about it on the interwebs, and it's like, damn, I only made three hundred mil. Maybe if I fix this, I can make six hundred mil, and then I make that hit, mm -hmm. and I get not six hundred mil. I probably get 800 mil because you know what? I made it ethnocentric. So I added a black character and made Eth them the central part of the role. Is that how it works? Is that how is that how that works in all cases? And is that how that Are you saying that that are you saying that that does not work? I mean, logically. Are you saying that does not work? Is yeah. that what you're saying on the recorded line? That like if if I make a certain amount of money and people say Hey, I didn't really like this. So my next attempt is to make it better. Mm -hmm. Are you saying so? Are you saying that like Disney or like Marvel Universe or rather like any any um media company is about fan service? Are they all about fan service? To a certain degree, yeah. Because they're serving the fans. Every Excuse single me? film that you put out is serving the fans. Because if you're not serving the fans, you're not making any money. Hashtag giving Sonic. people stuff that they don't want. <laughs> Sonic, like Sonic, Sonic is a Hedgehog? great example. Because when they originally put out the art for Sonic, everybody was like, why the hell does he look like this? Oh yeah, people were, sure. Right, Not, and then that's an they went back and changed it. And then they made a lot that's of a, money. That's an example. First of all, we can't do this parallel universe and crap, Sonic right? I get you, and I get you, but we can't do this parallel universe crap. What I'm saying, the spinoff you know Knuckles saying? is coming out. I gave you an example. Out. We got a Knuckles spinoff coming off. I don't know what more you want. Right. The MCU is still another spinoff that I cannot, am excited about. You cannot, you cannot prove that that's be that is happening simply because Sonic changed the animation. The the whoever it is that released Sonic changed, and you can't prove that it would not have happened if they had not changed it. You're making the argument that it happened because they changed it. I'm not. I'm not the one making the. I argument, can tell so you right now it. that I you am. You can't prove that. that. I'm telling you right Listen, now. I am I'm making the argument. And the reason All why I'm is saying is that I wouldn't have bought a ticket if he continued to look like that. Fan service is not as common. Fan service happens where it's like the fans say, I want this, I want this, I want this. And the company's like, all right, let's do this because the fans are saying it. But it's not as common as we as we like to believe it is. I'm not saying it's as common, but I'm saying that if you don't think that they don't think about it even a little bit mm. to make that extra point, it's point 0.5, but like, I think about I think 000. about a lot of things. I think about a lot of things that I don't do. Cobb, can you do me a favor? Can you define? Are you gonna tell me to shut up? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Can you define fan service for me? Because I think I may have taken it differently than what you may have uh, intended. Well, in the in the context that I'm speaking about, this idea that if 
the if a, a very very large amount of people seemed on at least in certain mediums like the internet right say or newspapers say like hey this movie was terrible they should have done this mm-hmm. why didn't some such and such do this why couldn't they have such and such play this character mm-hmm. and the and the idea is that these companies are listening and the next time around they do what the masses are suggesting or what they wish that would happen, that is what the uh, creators of the next film are taking into consideration. And I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, right? I'm Mm -hmm. just saying that I don't think it happens as much as we think it does. Well, with that definition that you just gave, I completely agree with you. When when you say fan service, I was thinking of... This is what the Captain America want, put, picking up Thor's hammer. Like, that's fan service because it's something that's recognizable from the comics. And that's something that a lot of comics fans, oh my God. Look. But what you're talking about, I 100% the agree with compla- you. If the and people complain enough, then we do what they say. It happens yeah. in some cases. It happens, it happens sometimes. But it doesn't, I don't, think it, I don't think it happens as much in film I as it does you. in other mediums. I don't agree with that. Um, because here's the reason. Here's the reason I agree with you in terms of film. Yeah, Fans, I said, that's what I said. I don't think yeah. I don't think it happens as much in media as mm-hmm. it does in other mediums. Like I think in other mediums, they're listening to what the fans say. If they complain enough, we'll do it or we'll mm-hmm. make some we'll consider it. But I think in film it doesn't happen as much where they listen exactly to what the masses mm-hmm. are saying. How many of well, those- Especially they- if you're already in. If you're already in I don't have to appease you because you in. I'm you're already invested, Josh. J Hawk, you're already invested. So I already funny. know that you love Iron Man. So if I make Iron Man put on a, a cheerleading outfit, then it's like even though you'll hate it and you'll complain about it, at least I know that Jayhawk will buy a ticket. So I mean I don't why do I have to change much if I already know you're invested? I don't agree with that. I know. <laughs> yeah. And the reason sense. why I, I, <laughs> And the reason why I don't agree with that is because I told you guys, no, no, you're, you're good. Um, because no, I think I told you guys earlier today, I've seen pretty much every superhero movie that's come out since Blade, um, like in the theater, Damn. right? Mm-hmm. Except for one. And that was Fan Force Stick with Michael B. Jordan. How do you define it? So- hmm? We already did that. That was the beginning of this I'm episode. I'm sorry. Did you see Titanic? Huh. Yeah. So, and the reason I didn't see it is because it looked god awful and it looked terrible. And I did, I just did not want to see it. Right. Um, but I will tell you this a lot of times I go to see movies that I think are going to be bad and they're good. A lot of times I go to see movies I think are going to be good and they're not. Like, I think the thing that we are taking away from or, or not considering in this conversation is that yes, movie companies are companies are trying to make money same thing with a lot of other media companies there are artists working there there are people who are actually earnestly trying to put out good art it's still art even if some of it you don't like and some of it you do like so in the in thinking about it as art i don't think that i'm ever going to tell an artist to well an artist to stop doing that like if you want to try again go ahead and try again i may not like it i may i may choose not to engage in it but i'm also not going to tell you hey don't do that you know how many movies uh, this is not a rant on you you know how many movies i've seen 
where they're like, man, why is this like, did we even need this? Like, why do we need to, or who asked for this? Right. But it ends up being fine. It ends up being great or fine or, you know what I mean? So if, as you mentioned, if companies always listen to fans, nothing would get made. Nothing. Exactly. That's my point is that fan service doesn't actually work in the long run. If you continue to do a fan, which is why a lot of companies do not do what fans say, because it doesn't actually mean much. And that is especially true in like gaming, where Mm -hmm. it seems like gaming companies completely be ignoring what like the fans say, because the idea is like everybody is always going to find something to complain about. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to do what's in our vision, whether it's good or bad. But the idea is if we listen too much into what I think that in some case, in some ways, fans should be listened to. And that's what I mean by Especially when it comes. Sure. And I think of it in gaming, like in gaming, when fans are saying, yo, this mechanic doesn't work. And this is why, because we're the ones experiencing this thing that you released. Mm -hmm. Then, yes, it makes sense to consider that because you can change it right in real time. Movies are different unless you had like a point and you want like there are a lot of movies that people complain about that. It's like, yo, like, I had a vision for what this would look like. This mm-hmm. is what it is. And if your interpretation or if your feelings of it are different, then that's fine. This is what right. the vision was. Right. But with things like the MCU or these very these huge universes and series, is this idea of, like, you have to keep on creating. And how do you not fall into the conversation of what fans hated or what they loved? Mm-hmm. It's probably very difficult to ignore what the, the people that are spending the money have to say about how this film was, because if your idea is to continue to make money, then you kind of have to be mindful, Josh, to what the people are saying to an extent, if you want to continue to make it. But I just think if you're, if I'm already locked in, mm-hmm. it makes it for the average fan. It makes it very difficult to back out. I think emotionally, that at least it, the, it, it, average. Mm-hmm. If I love me some Iron Man, it's going to be very hard for me to not watch that next Iron Man film with the hope that it'll be better than the last one. But why is that bad? Because that's what I'm trying to understand. I'm, I don't think that that's bad on the fan. Mm. I love you, Iron Man, and you were yeah. exploiting my love for Iron Man. Oh, you think that right? is bad on I the think... fan? Exploiting? No, so I the... never... My whole point was that a lot of it is non-consensual. My point is, I was putting it on the company, saying these companies are exploiting the people's love and interest in the character, which is why I was talking, which y'all was talking about like choice and like everybody has a choice. Yes, we do have choices to make. We can decide to watch the movie or not. But if I love me some Iron Man and you know that I love me some Iron Man, you have a one up I on think me. That's a, you have I something think that over me. That is a me. very different question than yeah. am I tired of Iron Man or tired of bad Iron Man films? I'm tired of, I am tired of Kingdom Hearts. But when Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out, I will buy it with the but, hope that it will be better than Kingdom Hearts Those are two Hearts different 3. questions. Sure. Right? The question was, yeah. Are we? is there a superhero fatigue? It zeroed in on MCU, but like the question was, is there is a, a superhero fatigue? And to be Probably tired is. and to still buy the ticket, that might be, that might be where it splits. But, yeah. They don't so, have to be mutually exclusive. They don't fine, have to be mutually exclusive. To been, be tired. I think you've been going hard in the paint for a very different question this whole time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying like, <laughs> hey, I can be in, I can, I'm saying that it can be, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. I can be tired and still buy the ticket. So, so I can be mm-hmm. tired and still buy so the that's ticket. Where, you know what? That's a great place to end this episode. <laughs> 
only, I'm tired of it. Only because, but I'm gonna still invest because I'm in. But no, I think, and I, I think that I, I do like. Oh snap! Uh oh. <laughs> I do think that that is a great. I don't know. <laughs> I do think that's a. I'm great... tired of you, but I'm gonna still deal Fair. with you because I've been dealing with you for this hey. long, and you've been good most you of the time. You know what? An hour isn't a long time, but I do think if we have final thoughts, I would love to hear them. But I think that mm-hmm. is a great place of this question of is there superhero fatigue and i think there's a difference we've we finally reached it that there is a difference between Mm -hmm. yes i'm tired of your bullshit but i'm gonna come back anyway and like what does that i'm gonna come back anyway that might be a totally different billable hour of set of questions (laughs) but am i tired of it possibly am i tired of a specific Mm -hmm. person looking at umcu Maybe, maybe not. That's very yeah. subjective. But final uh, thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are that it is not abusive for an artist to keep on creating. No. Even though their last project was not well liked, I think that they should continue. Cobb, final thoughts. <laughs> I I agree with that, and maybe, I want to say maybe I got final that. thoughts wrong. No, I agree. I love that. I love that final thought. And I want to, mm. my final thought is that I, I, I agree with that statement that like the people that absorb the content should not be the reason why you choose not to make content or choose not to make art rather. Um, though I do not think that that's what's happening. Um, I think that it is perfectly okay and normal mm. to have relationships with media that are problematic, yet you still engage with it with the hope that it will be better or the comfort that I see my favorite character still existing and still alive in this space, even if it's not the greatest space or even if it's not the most entertaining space. I think that that's completely normal. Mm -hmm. But I think we also have to admit to ourselves that maybe we're being exploited. And also, like, um, as Americans and as human beings, we love violence, which is why action films are the ones that tend to succeed the most because we have an inherent obsession with violence. And action films do highlight and um, take hold of and embrace violence, especially if it's done in the name of good. So I think that that's why action films are as popular and will always be popular because human beings are obsessed with violence, especially if we feel like it's warranted. So that's why action films... Which are which superhero films and nothing but action films will always be popular because as human beings we sure. love violence, especially if we know it's okay to be violent. So, and on that note, butterflies, we want to hear from you. What do you think about? Did superhero you ever find the phone? No, we don't. Mm-hmm. Wait, why would you say that to the butterflies? I'm fatigued with y'all thoughts about the fatigue. Don't don't <laughs> mind, Cobb. She. Oh, she... did you have a did you have a final thought? Uh... Yeah, what's your final thought? <laughs> um. Is there superhero fatigue? Uh, of, not officially, but uh, what is it? Pervasively, over the span of all that is superhero, I would say no. I think mm-hmm. that there can be a... What is it? I'm tired of the quality that I'm getting. Um, right. Or maybe I just want something a bit different, right? Like... Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain aesthetic that uh, the MCU has grown to have that maybe I'm tired mm-hmm. of that. So like when I see the Batman, I'm like, 
oh, this is a great breath of fresh air. Um, superheroes, no, I don't think that there is a fatigue of superheroes per se. And on that note, Barflies, uh, I hope you engage with us. Tell us about your superhero fatigue if you have some and if you don't and why mm -hmm. or why not. Uh, as we always like to say here in, uh, <laughs> I was about to say in memory of, he's not dead, but in lieu of- He's alive. Right, yeah. <laughs> in lieu of <laughs> Big Dan Night being Dan is here. alive. Right, he's alive mm -hmm. and well. Uh, Y'all have a blessed night.